Okay, and we're live. It's 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, I'm with you here again, Brother Michael D'Angelo here at uh, Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Uh, this is our our, uh, our Friday night uh, thing that we've been doing for several weeks. Um, last week, we had Brother James McDonald here, and um, man, that was a man, that was a great time. Uh, what is it, Apple Podcast now, whatever they're calling it now, and looked up Let This Mind Be In You Ministries and looked up that podcast. Um, you should give it a you should give it a listen uh, or just go back right here on the YouTube channel and uh, and watch it. Um, man, it was such a great, great time there with Brother James. And um, Brother James, if uh, you're watching this now or maybe later on, hey, like I said before, I'd love to have you back and uh, uh, be praying for Brother James. Okay, he's um, he's got the, a certain job opportunity, uh, but he wants to do God's will. And um, so be praying for Brother James and uh, that. He's getting up uh, really, really early in the morning and uh, doing his current job if you've watched the podcast. So I would really love to see him more often. And so this job would probably give him an opportunity to, to see us um, a lot more as well as his family which would be a really awesome thing. So brother James, we're praying for you out there. Um, I don't know who all is going to be joining me live here, but that's okay. I mean, last week we had a pretty good amount of people. Um, mostly I think they were brother James's uh, family. So, but that's, that's perfectly all right. Um, but anyways, we kind of got off, um, topic, I guess you would say since, um, these Friday nights, we've been going through the book of Hebrews um, studying through it and just kind of going through it, um, verse by verse. I'm not going super deep on anything because uh, this is just, this is something that we just need to do more often, uh, brethren, is get together, read the word of God line by line, scripture, just read it out plain, um, and then discuss it. It's like something just jumps out of it. So if you notice, um, I don't have a whole lot of stuff written down here. And by a lot, I don't mean I have barely anything. It's just one line. It just says, hey, mention podcast.com and uh, the Apple podcast and our email address, which is ltmbiy at Yahoo. So that's all the introduction that we're going to do today. Let's get back into the book of Hebrews. I'm excited about it. Um, again, let's get to uh, chapter 8. Chapter 8. So... By way of quick review, we just remember that uh, the book of Hebrews was written to the Hebrew nation, um, uh, Israelites, Jews. So, but at the same time, we, we know that scripture is given and it's profitable for, uh, you know, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, instruction, and righteousness. So, even though it may not be written to us specifically it does still apply to us there's some things that we're going to probably get into in the next couple of weeks that i'm just going to mention briefly that have some prophetic um connotations to them but uh that's not um, the main emphasis behind the book of hebrews the main emphasis of the book of hebrews is speaking about who jesus christ is by the way jesus christ is god manifest in the flesh um, I put out a video just today and, um, I had a, already had somebody, um, comment on the page 
and they were so i was like okay that's interesting did you watch the video and he said no i only watched 15 minutes of it and uh, okay well you gotta watch the entire video um but i went over to this uh this gentleman's page and uh within the first couple minutes of watching one of his videos it makes the statement that jesus is not god oh he was also using a uh, a lot of different modern translations and speaking about hey this is what it means in the greek and this is a bad translation, folks. Okay. Anybody first right off the bat that's that's saying that Jesus Christ is not God, we went to 1 John already on that. 1 John chapter 4. Um, let's turn over there real quick because I just want to address this. Um, if that gentleman's watching, um, Jesus Christ, God manifest in the flesh, came to this world lived a sinless life and died for your sins he reconciled us to himself okay to wit god was in christ this this is philippians um which he was he was talking about philippians being mistranslated or something like that i i just couldn't uh, i couldn't watch really any more than five minutes after that so but it says beloved this is verse one of chapter four of first john believe not every spirit but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Jesus Christ wasn't uh, created. He's always been. He's the ever-existing one. God in the flesh. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Okay, so anybody that makes that statement, brother, I don't even know if I can even say brother, but sir, um, you need to uh, you need to check that spirit. Um, I don't know what's going on with that gentleman, but. Um, I, I fear for the worst because that's the spirit of Antichrist. Anybody that doesn't believe that Jesus Christ is God, fully God, is uh, fully lost, I guess. And that's that's difficult to, to say to you out there, sir, uh, but you know who you are. You, you wrote the comment on there uh, on my video. And um, so I just would implore you to recognize the God of this universe. By him all things consist. He created everything for him, by him, came to die. Accept that by faith, grace through faith. And not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's in Ephesians 2 and 8 and 9. I paraphrased just a tad bit there, I believe. So uh, just turn over there. First, first and foremost, I would implore you to get a King James Bible, sir. Um and whatever whatever versions that you are using um we're already denying the deity of god any uh, deity of christ anyway so um just look out for that anyways that was a little side note but again hebrews it's about who jesus christ is he is a better high priest he was god in the flesh who said he would provide himself a lamb provided himself a lamb
So there's that. So uh, anyways, but that's what the book of Hebrews is about. And um, so let's get back into chapter eight. Now we read chapter eight uh, a couple weeks ago. But uh, I just kind of want to just briefly go back over it again. And um, we'll go, go through it just a little line by line and just point out a few things. Let me get this where I can actually read it. Let me get the uh, microphone in the right place. Okay, here we go. Verse 1, now the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. Okay, it's a mathematical term, a sum. And just here, all these things added together, here's, the, here's what it equals out to. This is the sum. We have such a high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of majesty in the heavens. We've, we've seen that before, prophetically speaking, Psalms 110. Uh, we've seen that before. A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched, and not man. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Wherefore, it is of necessity that this man have someone also to offer. For if he were on earth, he should not be a high, it should not be a priest, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law, who serve under the or serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle, for see, he saith he, that thou make all things according to the pattern showed showed to thee in the mount. Okay, remember when Moses went up on that mountain? Uh, no matter what charlton heston movie you've seen he just didn't come down with just 10 commandments and that was it no all the law of god all the example of what the tabernacle should look like it was given to moses and we spoke about this a couple weeks ago but it was given as a pattern you see right there according to the pattern showed to thee in the mount that pattern was showing jesus christ they could not see that because it says that there was a mystery to them. It was revealed in the New Testament. We'll see a little bit more of that as we go through a couple of these chapters here. But the point is, is that these were made a pattern. It's really awesome that we're alive today in today's dispensation because we can see that pattern. Man, it's all over the place. That pattern is Jesus Christ. It even mentions, um, it'll mention it again as we read through here, but it even mentions the veil again. And remember in Hebrews, it says that what was the veil that offered access into the Holy of Holies? It was Jesus Christ's body that was broken for us. What a beautiful picture. What a pattern that God laid out. By the way, before the foundations of the world, he established that. Try to wrap your brain around that. We can't. So, it's taken by faith. Faith in his word and he says, by grace are you saved through faith. Have faith in that, that it's by his grace alone, his righteousness. Come to the end of yourself today. Um, verse 6. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. Ooh, man. By the way. The promises he made to the children of Israel, I've said this before, he's not going to break those promises. All the land promises and all the make a great nation and I will give you this land and so forth and so on. The millennial kingdom is real. Jesus will rule and reign from Jerusalem on the throne of David. 
Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and thy holy city. It says that in Daniel 9. God is not done with the Jewish nation. Okay? There is so much prophecy on that that will be fulfilled because he is not lax concerning his promises. Okay? God cannot lie. Verse 7. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place no excuse me should no place have been sought for the second for finding fault with them he saith behold the days come saith the lord when i will make a new covenant with the house of israel and with the house of judah okay not according to the covenant that i made with their fathers in the day when i took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of egypt because they continued not in my covenant and i regarded them not saith the lord for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. What days do you think those are? Well, how about the 70th week of Daniel? The time of Jacob's trouble. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws in their minds, their mind, and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man, and they shall not teach every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least to the greatest. Yes, because faith will become sight during the thousand year reign of Christ, because he's going to be ruling and reigning on this earth. Whoa. Let that sink in for a moment. There's no more well, uh, I got faith in the God of this universe uh, that manifested himself in flesh. He's going to be ruling and reigning from Jerusalem with a rod of iron, by the way. There's some very strict rules in the thousand-year reign of Christ. There's a millennial temple. There's all sorts of different things in there that is for a different study, a longer, longer study. Like I said, we're just going to stay right, right on the surface, okay? Right, maybe just a little bit below. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. In that he saith, a new covenant, he hath made the first old, now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. And that's how chapter 8 ends. But there's no chapter break right into uh, chapter 9. Fortunately, the chapter breaks are there so we can kind of know where we're at, but um, it continues. Then verily the first covenant had also ordinance of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. Hmm. We're going to take a, give me a moment to drink some of this coffee and we're going to get right into that. Yes, that's good. All right. So a worldly sanctuary. Right. Because God gave the design for a pattern for the sanctuary, the worldly sanctuary, the one that was here on earth. By the way, that's where the presence of God was with the Ark of the Covenant. There's all sorts of things in that. Again, I would like to go maybe study this out a little bit further, talking about the, the tabernacle, the temple, and how it was laid out. It's going to do that here in, in chapter 9 uh, quite a bit. But I would like to really go through that someday with everybody. Um that would be a really good kind of thing to do because it's a good thing for Christians today to see that pattern because it just, it's so sweet. 
So, so sweet. But uh, verse 2. Oh, okay. Brother JT. Hi, brother. Hey, man. Thanks a lot. God bless you too, brother. Um, I appreciate you stopping in, even if you only got a few minutes. My brother from Indiana. So, uh, even he's the even though he's a northern Indiana guy, but uh, that's okay. Uh, good to see you on here too, brother. Um, where was that? Oh, verse 2. Yes. For there was a tabernacle made, the first wherein was the candlestick and the table and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. So the first wherein, speaking of when you first entered into this tabernacle, is the first thing to notice there is a candlestick. Now, if you've studied the book of Revelation, you'll notice a candlestick in there really early on. And uh, it talks about the seven spirits of God. That's also found in Isaiah hmm, chapter 11, the seven spirits of God. It's a very fascinating study, but again, that's some that's some deeper study. But you notice there, there's the first pattern. There's the candlestick um, and the table and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all. Remember, we talked about that earlier in the book of Hebrews, where the second veil, that veil into the holy of holies was Jesus Christ. We've already mentioned it tonight as well. The veil was his flesh. Man, when you think about the beauty of that pattern right there, how that Jesus Christ, it's even mentioned right here in Hebrews, was broken for us. His body was broken for us. But beyond that, the Jewish people could be able to see that. But what also happened to that veil when Jesus Christ died? He said, it is finished. And that veil ripped from top to bottom because now he was the one that granted access into the holies of holies. Wow. So good. What a pattern that the book of Hebrews shows us here. Uh, verse 4, which had the golden censer and the Ark of the Covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had the manna, and Aaron's rod that budded, and the tables of the covenant. So, look at that. So it had the Ark of the Covenant overlaid round about with gold, the golden pot that had manna. Now, if you just just really briefly, in the book of Exodus, when they were, of course, the children of Israel were complaining, saying, you know, man, we wish we could go back to Egypt, you know, which is a picture of the world, by the way. Christian, beware. I wish we could go back to Egypt. At least we had some bread there. Well, the bread of life, God, provided manna for them. and But that manna was supposed to be picked up only enough for one day's worth, and then if they tried to hoard it, it would go bad. The same thing, they were allowed to get two days' worth so they wouldn't have to gather on the Sabbath on a Saturday. Or then it would go bad after that. Well, here's the thing. It doesn't go bad. Let that kind of sink in, that the bread was in there, that manna was in there, and it didn't go bad. It doesn't say it went bad because it's miraculous it was showing it's the same thing with Aaron's rod that budded um, there's a lot of different symbology um, symbolic things in this I, I should say that are in this the tables of the covenant the law of God which is supposed to be a schoolmaster for us that brings us to Christ that law as Paul Paul says was the schoolmaster that says hey you can't keep this law 
Jesus even uh, told the young ruler when he's like, I have kept all these these laws since youth. Jesus, you know the the account there. <laughs> so basically, yeah, I don't think so. Hey, uh, sell all you have, take up your cross and follow me. And he went away sorrowful because he still had, uh, was holding on to those things, still holding on to his own righteousness. But first uh, five, again, that's a really long study that we can do sometime. And over it, the cherubims of glory, shadowing the mercy seat, of which we cannot now speak particularly. Hmm. I wonder why that is. Apparently at this time, they cannot now speak particularly because maybe it was gone by this time. I just don't know. Uh, but why would you need a holiest of holies anymore after the death of the testator? Which we'll see here in a moment. All right. Uh, verse 6. Now when these things were thus ordained, the priest went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. That was within that first veil. But into the second went the high priest alone once every year, not without blood, which, the, which he offered for himself. Remember, he had to do that first because he had his own sins. And for the errors of the people. The Holy Ghost this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest. Ooh, God was manifest in the flesh. Remember in the video, well, if you haven't watched the video I put out earlier today, I do not believe in coincidence in this word of God. Everything is there for a purpose. Uh, God was manifest in the flesh. And it says here, um, yes, holiest of all was not yet made manifest while as the first tabernacle was yet standing, which was a figure for the time then present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscious. Remember, the blood of bulls and goats and so forth and so on was not enough to cleanse the sins. He had to go in every year um, for the nation. So, But Christ entered in once. Hallelujah for that. I've been fighting a little bit of a head cold, so... Forgive me for that. I'm trying not to um, sniffle and stuff in front of the microphone, but it, it's kind of hard. But uh, Verse 10, which stood only in meats and drinks and divers washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. But Christ, being come and high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. And all the brethren said, Amen, and Amen, and Amen. Neither by the blood of... Okay, I just read that. Um, verse 13. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit hmm, offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Hey, my mom's on. Hi, mom. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining me, ma. 
verse 15. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. That is what Jesus Christ was. He was the testator. When somebody mentions this, this is just a small thing. It's not, I think people say mostly because they just don't know any better. But they'll say, hey, the New Testament, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I always say, okay, actually, the New Testament began at the death of the testator, as it says here. That's when it, it happened. That's, I mean, it's plainly written out right here. So, if you want to know where the New Testament begins, it begins when he dies. He's buried for three days and three nights. Go look at that video, too. Um, and he rose again, victorious over death. Amen. All right, verse 17. For a testament is of force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all, while the testator liveth. Whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. For when Moses had spoken every precept of all the people according to the law, oh, excuse me, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people. This is a uh, blood-stained book as well that I got right here. That's a beautiful pattern picture. Saying, This is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the patterns... Remember, we just saw that um, earlier on. Of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Um, a little pause. So when Jesus Christ, remember when he rose from the dead, he said, I have not yet been to my been to my father yet. He had not yet um, gotten his glorified body. He said, don't touch me to, uh, man, who was it? I believe that was Mary. can't remember which one at this moment, but not his mother. Um, it's earthly. Anyways, um, but that's the thing. He hadn't been, because he, as the pattern, as Moses did here on this earth, as a pattern of things, Christ offered his blood. For the redemption of sins. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Look at this though. Nor yet that he should offer himself often as a high priest enters into holy place every year with blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. This gentleman that uh, made that comment on my video I posted today. When I went to his, his video saying that Jesus Christ was not God. Who made an offering for sin then? Uh, he sacrificed himself. And as an appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Sir, 
Listen to this verse. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. So, the second time. When Christ comes back the second time, the second advent, as some people might call it, you know, he comes to earth and the uh, manifest in the flesh, takes on a form that we can see. As we mentioned in the, as I mentioned in the video that I put out today, and by the way, on that video, please, if you're gonna, if you have a question, um, and I didn't address it in the video, please ask that question. Um, but watch the entire video, okay? Hear the entire matter before you um, you ask a lot of questions. And um, I, I ask you that because it's full of scripture, okay? And I kind of started the video by saying faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God listen to the word of God that's all the way through that video okay um, but that's how it ends um, man what a excellent pattern that we get to see we get to see an excellent pattern of Jesus Christ how he went in once into the holy of holies with his blood that precious blood of Jesus that was shed for the remission of sins for the entire world by the way, blood that's sufficient for all. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all come. Okay. Um, we'll have to talk sometime about, I guess, I don't know what people are calling it, but, um, you know, reform theology or Calvinistic type thinking where such people, um, well, they're never going to get saved because God doesn't want them to No. Look, we'll get into that some at some other time, but he's not willing that any should perish. All. All means all. That's it. You don't have to know Greek to know that. Uh, so that's it for Hebrews 8 and 9. We went through it fairly quickly because there was a lot of stuff in there that's about the tabernacle, and it kind of just clearly kind of shows a, a pattern, um, which is pointing to Jesus Christ. Um, I didn't want to go in too deep into the different things in the tabernacle as far as the... Uh, you know, the, the sensor and the the incense that's lifted up, which is the Bible says later on is the prayers of the saints. Um, I didn't want to go into all that, how deep in it, because that's that's a that's at least a couple hour long sessions of going through the tabernacle and how exactly it was a pattern of Jesus Christ. Um, the big thing that I've, I've mentioned before here on this on this channel has been, you know, the tabernacle as it traveled through. Um, the wilderness there, how the children of Israel were arrayed around it, how they camped, you know, north, south, east, west. And the certain amount as they laid it out looks like a cross with, with Jesus, which is the pattern right in the center. So, you know, it's, uh, like I said, I don't believe in patterns, or excuse me, I don't believe in coincidences of these patterns. These words that are used have meaning. Words have meaning, and when they say these different things and you can see them, man, it's just a great thing to have. Um, we have the perfect Word of God preserved for us in the English language here, folks. Um, don't try to correct it with whatever Greek this, um, that you're going to try to use or whatever. We don't have the original manuscripts uh, of the Texas Receptus. There's a lot into that, but 
the point being is that we don't have the original manuscripts, but God said he preserved his word. So I just take him at his word because he cannot lie. All right. Well, that's Hebrews 8 through 9. Next time we'll pick up with Hebrews 10. I don't I don't know if we'll try to go through ver, uh, chapter 11 as well. I don't think we will. Uh, there's a lot in 10 that I kind of want to get to. So, yeah, I think we'll just, I mean, it's a fairly long chapter. So we'll just do Hebrews 10 next time. Next Friday, let me check my next Friday is the 2nd of August. Yeah. I should be here. So, Lord willing, I'll be here and we'll get into Hebrews 10. Now, all right. So, we only did 30-some minutes of the uh, of the Bible study. Um, now, I don't know who all is on here. I think, Mom, you're still on here. I believe you are. Um, I think Brother JT had to go, but that's all right. Um, but if there's any questions, um, if you join us, I'm just going to sit here and just start talking through some things. And... Um, Feel free to leave a leave a question if you'd like. All right. Um, addressing the video that I put out earlier today, um, Jesus uh, teaches his disciples the biblical Godhead. He doesn't come right out and say, "Here, disciples, I'm ready to teach you the biblical Godhead." Um, you know, <laughs> I wish it was that easy. You know, the, it was like, okay, this is. But you can see clearly when what Jesus Christ is trying to get across to his disciples that he was fully God in the flesh. And we talked about that earlier today that there's a lot of things that are hard to be understood because he's God. We are just simple man that cannot fathom his awesomeness. I don't know any other words to use. All right. There's, there's not adequate words for us in the English language or any language that matter to use to, to describe the awesomeness that is our God. How great is our God? But I just wanted to say that again, that um, in this in that video, I, I said at the beginning that I'm going to say a lot. I don't know. Um, it's a matter of faith. I just don't know these things. It, you, it's impossible to know these things. In fact, um, I mentioned that if you could, if you tried really, really hard, just think about it. I really believe that you would go crazy. Because in our own intellect, we cannot figure it out scientifically. If we could explain, if we could explain God, what kind of God is that? If we could explain his nature, like, okay, right here it is. Boom, 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 boom. This is how all this works out. Um, one of the biggest things that people like to talk about is like, well, how could you say the father was in Jesus? Well, Jesus said the father's in me, but dwelleth in me. But besides all that, and they say, well, then how was he praying to the father in heaven? I don't know. I know he was. So I don't know what else to tell people other than that. Um, thanks, Mom. Good study. Thanks. Praise the Lord. But um, I just don't know what else to tell people. That's all I can say. Look, I believe I take this at its word. 
I, if I could understand it fully, if I could just be like, oh, yeah, okay, it works like this, this, and this. Oh, okay, when this, this happened, then this. I know God reveals what he wants to reveal through the power of his Holy Spirit, and I have faith in that. Um, there's, you know, we, we brought up a little bit in the video, there's, you know, what way I feel about the, the, the use of the term th uh, three persons uh, of the Trinity. I... I just, there's a lot of theology that was written by man that is contrary to the scripture. And I just, I just can't, I just can't use those terms anymore. So, um, I might've at one point in time, I'm sure I did, but I never thought that and once I started reading God's word, thinking of the fact that we are made in his image, right? And I can't be three separate persons but I'm, I'm made up of three things, a body, a soul, and a spirit. I'm made in the likeness of him. Jesus took on the form of a man, the likeness of a man, as it says in Philippians 2. So he had a body, soul, and spirit. So if he had a body, which he did, he came in the flesh, he had to have a soul and a spirit. Where, what soul and what spirit? Is there two souls that are divine? Is there two spirits that are, I don't think so. In fact, I know that to be true because that's contrary to a lot of things. Hear, O Israel. One God. I'm gonna, I was going to butcher that verse, but uh, it's in Psalms. Psalms something. I can't remember it off the top of my head. The thing is, folks, we got to use the Bible to teach the Bible because the Holy Spirit, which penned it, Every time we read it through the power of the Holy Spirit, he will do the teaching. Um, as I read through those verses, the same Holy Spirit that resides in you, that dwelleth in you and in me, can be teaching us two totally different things that still agree. What I mean by that is two different ways of looking at something, but it still comes to the same truth. There's never going to be two truth. It's impossible. So, just... Study the Word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't go to the traditions of men. If if you're using certain terms to describe things, I would ask where you got those terms from, and then if I can show you where you got them from, and you're like, ooh, I, I don't agree with anything that that man-made religion is uh, teaching, well, I don't know what to tell you then at that point. But... Uh, Anyways, I'm kind of I'm kind of rambling on a little bit, just kind of going through this. I don't think anybody else is really going to join us tonight. Um, we might cut the podcast a little short because it's my beloved, my wife's birthday weekend, and um, tomorrow we are going to be going down to uh, the swamp that is Washington D.C. I'm going to I'm going to put on a happy face and get around a lot of people. In the uh, which I'm not really good around, but uh, she wants to go down and um, go through and look at butterflies, I think, and go get some coffee. It's her day. It's her birthday weekend, so um, I'm going to take her down to D.C. tomorrow, and we're going to have a great time. Two kids in, in tow. Um, it's going to be fun. Uh, so that's it. I'll probably just go ahead and get off here, cut it a little short, then we can get to bed and... Uh, get some rest, but 
Um, anyways, we're going to cut it short. Yeah. Thanks for joining me tonight on Let This Mind Be In You. Um, thank you for joining me on this channel if you came in, even if it was just for a few minutes. Thanks to my mom, who is uh, watching along with me. Uh, I appreciate that, Mom. Love you. And uh, remember the, and if you're watching this video later on, the rebroadcast, I guess you would say, but uh, the save video on the channel, Let This Mind Be In You Ministries podcast on podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S dot com. Look it up uh, on that on that website or on Apple Podcast. Let This Mind Be In You Ministries podcast. You type that in, it'll come right up. Uh, Facebook page, Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Look that up. You can write me a, a message on there. Uh, I was talking to a brother just today on that. So messengers there. Um, if you want to write a little bit longer letter, you can write it to ltmbiy at yahoo.com. And uh, I'll try to get back to your email as soon as possible. You can leave comments on these videos. Um, I've only had a few comments. I always like to address them. Um, like this this gentleman that, uh, that left a comment on my other video that I posted today. Uh, but like I said... Uh, Folks, I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue with somebody that is already denying who Jesus Christ is. Um, if that's not what he was doing in his video, I, I, I stand mistaken. But uh, it sounded pretty clear to me what he said. So, um, I, I just, I would encourage the, that gentleman again, come to know the Savior, the one that said. He would offer himself a lamb. Your sins need to be forgiven. We can't uh, get to the Father any other way except through Jesus Christ. So uh, he, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And that is so true. So anyways, um, thank you again for joining me. On let this mind be in you we're going to cut it a little bit short tonight but uh that's okay we'll pick it up again next week i don't know lord willing and we'll put another couple videos out um or maybe we'll just be seeing you next friday uh live zero uh let's see that'd be the second of august friday night nine o'clock eastern standard time and uh, i'll be on here live and then the video will post up later on okay so thanks again god bless you and um, let this mind be in you. Christian, we have the mind of Christ. Let's, let's use that brain power, that mind of Christ. Let's use the Holy Spirit as far as let him do the teaching. Let's get into his word so that we can be thoroughly furnished. Okay. Thanks again for joining me. Bye-bye.